You're listening to Episode 3 of Widowcast from Joanne the Life Coach. Welcome listeners, this is Joanne Philomena. Glad to have you back again. Today I wanted to talk about widow moments. Have you had your widow moment yet? (laughs) By widow moment, it's that first point in time where you really kind of just lose it over something small, something that becomes a challenge, Let me just share with you a little bit of my widow moment. Jim passed away, I think I mentioned before, the evening of December 29th. So it was right at the beginning of when winter here in the Northeast starts to get very cold and very snowy. (laughs) And the first big snowstorm came and it was a whopper. I think at the base of my driveway, it was almost three feet. It was different in different places on my driveway because snow can drift. But at the lowest point, I think it was still two feet of snow, which that's a lot. It's difficult to try to shovel two feet of snow. I don't know if you've ever experienced shoveling snow before. When it gets that deep, it's like you can't just take one scoop to clear a spot. You have to shovel three, four different shovelfuls just to get down to the pavement in that one little one foot by two foot spot that you're shoveling. So we had a significant storm and I went out to try to start the snowblower. I couldn't find a manual for it. I seem to vaguely remember as I was going through a few things upstairs after Jim passed away. I think I might have seen the manual for the snowblower, but I had no idea. I had no idea where I had seen it. I couldn't find it. I was a little annoyed that it wasn't in the accordion file that we always kept all the manuals to everything in. But, you know, the snowblower was Jim's baby. So (laughs) he had that manual stashed away somewhere else. And there were a number of times in the winters that he showed me how to start the snowblower or had it running and had me get behind it just so that I could have a feel of it. But he would immediately take it back because snowblowers are really just big toys for big boys. (laughs) You can lay your money on that. Whenever we would get a significant storm, all the dudes be out there after the storm with their snowblowers bundled up, everybody snowblowing at the same time. It was like male bonding going on in the neighborhood over their snowblowers. So here I had this huge storm. I went out and I could not start the snowblower, not to save my soul. And I just, I just wanted to sit on a pile of ice and cry. I had been warned about the time that something goes wrong and all the widow sadness seems to catch up at once and I think that was it because I'm, I am not a crier, but I could not get the snowblower going. I sent a text to a neighbor and he was away doing something but said, when I get home later, I'll take a look at it for you, which was very kind. 
But in the meantime, I realized that if I didn't start trying to get that snow cleared, there was going to be no clearing it. I mean, it can warm up and melt a little and then refreeze and it becomes more solid. And every time the plows go by your property, more and more snow is getting pushed up against the bottom of your driveway. So I bravely got that shovel out and got myself down to the bottom of the driveway to start at the bottom first. I thought if I at least clear the bottom edge where the plows were building up snow and get the snow cleared out from in front of the car, which I had left parked close to the end of the the bottom of the driveway, I would at least be able to get the car out in an emergency. So I was down there. I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. And I was trying to shovel through this snow that was up past my knees, which was really more than I could quite handle. I'm only five foot two, and to toss snow up onto a snowbank takes some effort. And it was just about that time the mailman came trudging through the snow, and he said the three words he probably should not have said to me at that moment. He said, how are you? And it was all I could do to not start sobbing into the ugly cry right then and there on the poor postman. (laughs) I think I said, I've been better and took my mail from him quickly because I didn't want to just start crying, crying. I pulled it back together again tried to continue shoveling at the bottom of the driveway until I heard a very deep voice behind me say, so are you trying to have a heart attack too, Joe? (laughs) It was my neighbor who came up to the top of the driveway with me, fussed with my snowblower, got it going, so I was able to plow through that snow on the driveway. And I have to tell you that throughout last winter, the snowblower became my ongoing saga because I could have got someone to come snowblow my driveway. I could have hired someone, um, even though I felt finances were a bit of an issue for me. But I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. I wanted to know that if a storm happened and I couldn't get somebody to show up, and I needed to get my car out, that I could get out there and clear my driveway. But every storm that happened, I just, there was always something. There was always something with that snowblower. I think the next storm after that, I was getting ready to go out with a shovel just to clean it up. It wasn't that bad. And I saw the young man that grew up across the street, He had a snowblower out clearing a neighbor's driveway because they were gone and he would park his car in their driveway when they were gone. He's probably about a senior in high school, maybe just out of high school. And without anybody saying a word, he just came across the street and snowblowed my entire driveway without knocking on my door, without putting his hand out. Not a word. He just snowblowed it and left. And I looked out the window at that, and I thought, you know, I was really worried about that kid for a while. Um, But, boy, he's going to grow into a fine man for sure. I was so touched that he would do that. 
Then there was the next storm when I could not start the snowblower. And again, I got my neighbor to come over, and he, he couldn't get it to start either. We were both missing something at that point on the snowblower. And ended up, he came over with his and cleared my driveway. So again, I was unable to clear my driveway. Finally, I had nailed all the steps it took to start that snowblower. I had memorized them. I knew them. I typed them down in a list and printed it out. At the top in large red text, it said, Bastard Snowblower and listed all the steps to start it. And I put it in plastic lamination and tacked that up on the wall in my garage because now I was going to be ready to tackle that snowblower. And the last good-sized storm that we got that last winter, I was ready. I had it. I went out there. I was going to do this one on my own. I went through all the steps on Bastard Snowblower list, and it started right up, which was great. I unplugged the starter cord from it, and it promptly died. And I just, again, I wanted to burst into tears. I just couldn't imagine what was going on. And I finally looked into the gas tank, and it was empty. And my gas can that I had handed to Jim the previous fall and said, shouldn't we fill this up, was empty. Because he said, oh, we've got enough gas in that snowblower to get through the whole winter. Just don't even worry about it. Well, we didn't. (laughs) We didn't. So I came back in the house because it was clearly too much to shovel. And I phoned the neighbor down the street that I knew would come for 20 bucks and clear my snow for me and said, um, Jeff, can you come up and run the snowblower? And by the way, do you have any gas? Because it appears to be out of gas. And bless his heart, he came up the street with some gas in a can and got it started, put gas in and snowblowed my entire driveway. So that was my widow moment, the first time I failed with that snowblower, and a few times afterwards. I mean, I can remember that first time I was angry at Jim for putting the manual someplace. I couldn't find it. I was angry with myself that I could not get it started. I was angry at the snowblower. I was angry at whoever designed snowblowers to begin with. Sure that it had to be men. Because if it had been designed by a woman, there would be one button to start that sucker. Honest to God. It would take seven different steps to get it started. Only a male designer would do that. Okay, sorry for my sexist rant. But I know you ladies know what I'm saying. (laughs) I know you know what I'm saying. So have you had your widow moment where you tried to do something that you just couldn't get through by yourself and you wanted to sit down and cry? You eventually triumph. Um, And I did. The poor snowblower after last winter just wouldn't even start again. It had just been so abused or I don't know what happened to it. But I got it um, serviced and ready to go. And when I tested it, after I got it back home, I was able to just start it right up. 
This weekend, we're supposed to have a significant snowstorm, and I think I'm ready. I'm going to finally, finally clear my driveway myself with the snowblower. And if I don't, you're probably going to hear about it on a future podcast. So be aware. Be aware of widow moments. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel frustrated. Just understand it's going to happen. It's like all the sadness piles up into that one moment. It can be something simple. It could be having to swipe your card twice at the grocery store and you break into tears. Uh, You get a pass. Remember, first year as a widow, you get a pass. I think we may even get a pass in the second and third year. I may be able to get a pass for the rest of my life if I can wangle it. I definitely cut myself a lot more slack these days than I ever did before in my life. So as you move through life as a widow, flying solo perhaps, do be good to yourselves. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it out with any other widows you know that you think might be helped listening to this podcast. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. Also, I would love if you could log back into iTunes and leave a review for me. iTunes moves my podcast further up in the list if there are a significant number of reviews. And as I said, I'm doing this podcast because it's in my heart to do it. I do this podcast for free. So hook me up and go leave a a review for me in iTunes. I would really appreciate it. If you want to send me some feedback, you can email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Now... Go find some joy in your day. Until next time.